Hi there, this is James Eek, and you are listening to the Warrior's Way podcast, episode 78. Before we kick off, I just wanted to mention a thanks to everybody who's been checking out our Patreon page. If you haven't checked it out yet, press pause and go over and check it out because it's pretty awesome. I've been shooting a whole bunch of videos of different uh, martial arts things, uh, some meditation uh, instructions, and a whole lot of cool stuff. Uh, it's well over a dozen videos on there now and adding new stuff every week. So check it out. It's on Patreon and just put in a search for Warrior's Way Podcast and click subscribe. And then you can help out this podcast and help out yourself and get a gold star from me. In this article, I examine the melee martial art sea lot through its concepts of death and the shadow soul and relate it to an analysis of the Ouroboros, the snake eating its own tail, which is a symbol of transformative regeneration. Sealot masters are the gatekeepers of melee war magic and as experts in the field of death, they are concerned with how to live, heal, die, and kill. Sealot is a combat strategy that does not focus solely on unarmed combat, but also values blade usage and magical powers. If death is considered as a stage between this life and eternity, then the spirits of the noble dead may appear to watch over the living. The ability of the guru, or the teacher of Selot, to peer into the netherworld and call forth shades places them on par with the shaman, with the caveat that Islamic Selot masters are prohibited from entering the trance state. Sufi melees view death as a transformation, an opening to go through, rather than the ultimate culmination of life. One moves not from life to death, but from life to eternal life through death. The deathscape discussed here are those of the masters of the melee martial arts. Their virtual world of death, which refers to as a deathscape, is comprised of several elements, including the principles of how to kill and how to survive, as well as how to die a good death and cause a bad death alongside rituals and performances meant to honor, entertain, and summon the ancestors. For the guru of Silat, the idea of a good death is part of the aesthetics of death, and noble death refers to a dignified death within these parameters. I inquire whether there is a disjunction between overcoming the fear of death, which is encountered and inculcated as part of the Silat rehearsals of death, and the actual experience of death, which occurs predominantly in the modern hospital setting, where medical staff and significant others or next of kin exercise considerable control over the treatment of the patient. Silat is a martial art and a melee folk dance. According to Pak Arifi, Silat is not the art of war, but the melee art of stopping war. Furthermore, he states that the function of Selot are to teach people to defend themselves, to attack others in a controlled way, to teach the community defense, and to teach people to die happy. You must be happy in life to die happy, Pak Din explains. 
Silat must teach you how to live properly with Islam or other religions in order to prepare you for death. To learn more about the unseen realm of spirits, the Silat teachers advise their pupils to sit with those who are dying, to watch carefully their last moments, listen to their last words, and observe their last breath. Was the last breath in or out, controlled or gasping? Look into their eyes. Are they staring far away or darting around the room, perhaps seeing what we do not? The eye behavior and the slipping in and out of consciousness are considered proof of the reality of the spirit realm, a realm that is also entered through sleep and experienced in dreams. A good death is considered a willing, timely, and voluntary entry into this other dimension. The negative examples of bad death or ignoble death are not identical, though the difference may be subtle. Suicide, which is taboo in Islam, is deemed a passport to hell, and it provides an obvious example of an ignoble death. Pak Din says when you accept death, it becomes your friend. It gives you all the signs and an opening to go through. If you don't accept death, then you have to bang your way through. Once death has occurred, Malays tend to accept it quietly. Later, after the burial, they may seem perplexed if you ask them if they feel sad, replying, why should I feel sad? He's gone to someplace better. Although there are numerous ways to end a life in Sila, including stopping the snapping the neck or the spine, strangulation, striking vital points, decapitation is a prime example of an ignoble death. The next step in analysis is to trace the link between the complex of ideas and the Ouroboros, a snake eating its own tail, which is an important theme in Malay folklore that appears as a symbol in the Silat Senigayang Malaysian badge. Founded during the 1940s, Silat Gayong is the most popular style of Silat found in Malaysia today. The Gayong badge shows a serpent or dragon devouring its own tail as it encircles the image of a globe that is positioned above a tiger's head, which itself is placed above a pair of kris. According to Sakat, the universe is girt round by an immense serpent or naga which feeds upon its own tail. The Ouroboros is a familiar theme in Gnosticism as well, and in alchemy, the science of turning base metals into gold. The Ouroboros is mentioned in regards to a whole bunch of different things, and always the circular nature of knowledge. The Ouroboros is an archetypal symbol image of a serpent coiled in a circle and eating its own tail. It served as an emblem of alchemy and the process of transmutation. Feeding upon itself, the Ouroboric serpent symbolizes unity. Jung understood it psychologically as a symbol for the integration and assimilation of the opposite, that is, of the shadow. This outline of the Ouroboro serpent fits nicely the data I've acquired in, conjun- in connection to Seelot. To elucidate how these three, three themes interconnect, a brief discussion of the Malay concept of the shadow soul is required. In classical Malay animism, it has sevenfold conception of the soul. 
but the elements of this have never been completely documented. The shadow soul forms an important aspect of the belief system of Silat practitioners and Sufi mystics. Silat practitioners wear black uniforms and train at night to remind themselves that they are but shadows. According to Pak Din, only Allah is reality. Adam is the shadow of reality, and Muhammad is the life of reality. Furthermore, in the mystical world, most fighters learn how to develop their shadow, to bring it to, to life so that it can come to their fighting aid. The Silat belief is that when God created this world and the sun, he also created shadows. The shadow is there with or without light to help you in this world. Because of this, you can produce it or make it your friend, says Pak Din. When you strike off the light, it doesn't mean the shadow is not there. Death does not always, or these days even usually, occur with exact time and style, even for the great Silat masters. And this reveals the aesthetic deathscape in disjunction with the experience of death in the hospital. Consider Guru Silat Waksarin, master of five Silat styles, and the graveyard ritual. A huge bear of a man with a mane of thick hair almost down to his waist, Proud and strong, he owned a fleet of fishing boats anchored off one of the nearby Indonesian islands. He had smoked several packs of cigarette a day, and according to the surgeon, died of lung cancer brought on by his earlier career as a deep-sea diver. Shortly before his death, I was with him in the hospital, massaging his cold blue feet, and I was sad to say how much he suffered over a six-week stay at in the hospital. To remove a tumor from his brain, the surgeon shaved and then lopped off the top of his head like the crown of a boiled egg. When Pak Sarin awoke from the craniotomy, bald and with staple stitches that would make Frankenstein wince, he said to his wife, Why didn't you let me die? I'm a Muslim after all. Sarin was a brave man who suffered quietly. He was prepared to die, but not in this way, like a puppet in the hospital. His acceptance of death was thwarted by medical intervention, albeit well-intentioned. It's interesting to think of the Guru Silat as a warrior shaman or a warrior alchemist, and to affirm a common Gnostic route to contemporary magic stretching across the continents. The transformation effected through Silat training is not literally obtaining gold from lead, but the polished heart from the unclean, the clean whole self replacing the dirty partial self. Once this transition is accomplished, there is no need to fear death. The main theme that these indices lead to is that death is a perpetual transformation rather than a final end. Apparent opposites such as life and death, male and female, good and evil, are like mere images or shadows and are actually manifestations of the one. This is the structural level that all the icons, indexes, and symbols discussed reflect and point towards. They are embodied in ritual practice and performance, and ingrained in virtual and material culture. Yet this one is not the community, nor the consciousness, nor God. Rather, this one, engaged in self-consumption, is life itself. The Western medical establishment's view of death as manifested in the hospital setting it is, is discordant 
with the belief, resulting in a disjunction of deathscapes. So that is taken from an article called Deathscapes of the Melee Martial Art by Douglas Ferrier. Um, I think it's pretty interesting stuff. As a CELOT practitioner and teacher, I got a lot out of this article. The truth is, in this day and age, we can continue to water down so much of the old school martial arts, making things more of a sport than a life-changing, all-encompassing, and transformative entity. And that's what the martial arts are supposed to be. For the old-time martial artists, their training was all about life and death. You didn't train in something like a martial art just for fun or just to get in better shape. It was intended to build skills to protect your family and your community, your tribe, all against those who would do you harm. And this harm wasn't sugar-coated. It was to learn how to end somebody who was trying to end you. Read anything written by the Japanese samurai, and you'll see that the way of the samurai is in the way of death. This doesn't mean that they were some kind of creepy death cult, but just that they understood that one of the biggest parts of life is death, and being not just prepared for it, but accepting the fact that it will happen. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to walk around looking for it and obsessed with it, but you need to clearly understand that despite what modern society will have you thinking or acting like, you are going to die. Everybody you know will. This isn't something to be afraid of. Other than birth, there is probably nothing as natural to us all as death. We've been doing it for a pretty long time. <laughs> Despite advances in science, I would imagine we're likely going to be doing it for quite a long time to come, too. You can hope otherwise, but facts are facts. Training the old school way, you're conscious of the fact that this technique will injure, but that technique will kill. And not just in some kind of fantasy kind of way, but in real world use. As we advance through our training, we come to a calm understanding that after all these years of training, we can very easily injure or kill somebody. And this understanding makes us not into crazed serial killers or violent street fighters, but generally, if we've been raised in the martial arts properly, it makes us into kinder, more compassionate people who understand the fragility of life and the importance of all the people around us. As I mentioned before, through martial, though martial arts can't be just a physical it can't be just a physical thing. We have to train ourselves from the inside out. That is where real understanding and transformation is going to happen. We have to come to understand our shadow self, our ego, our persona, and who we really are and what it all means. We have to train ourselves to have quality longevity in this life. This is a key point to accepting the two bookends of our life that Ouroboros. Realizing that we have to do as much as we can to make sure that the life we have is the best that it can be. I think 
that a very viable way to come to accept life and death is mindfulness and meditation. And I don't just mean to set time aside to meditate. I mean to make all of your training an active and moving meditative mindfulness exercise so that you are fully woke to where you are, to who you are, and what is actually happening right now. Now, none of us knows if we have 50 seconds more, 50 minutes more, 50 days, 50 years more in this life. And what we do know is that we have right now. So make the most of it. Make sure you are training the best and smartest that you can so that you can keep doing all the things that you love to do. Make the most out of your life. It's all we really have. So there you go. I think I will end that there. Um, if you have never checked out C-Lot, please do. It's, uh, like I mentioned, it's one of the martial arts that I teach and I train in. And I think it is a fantastic martial art. I love it. Um, not only that, but I think for those in the jiu-jitsu crowd... If you did some C-Lot the way that I teach it, I think you would see, like I tell my students, that it is really complimentary. And in fact, I've had some of my C-Lot students go to jiu-jitsu um, seminars and be told that their jiu-jitsu is really good, <laughs> even though they've never done it. It's because the two are so similar. Anyhow, check it out. Uh, moving on to the question of the week. It comes to us from a listener by the name of Mark who asks, I just started jiu-jitsu and I'm starting to see that there are two different things that jiu-jitsu schools differ with. One is sport jiu-jitsu and the other is self-defense jiu-jitsu. Which is more important? Oh boy. Great question though. Um, I personally think that both are fun. Um, you have to ask yourself what you want with your training in your life though? Do you want to learn a complete system or do you want to just roll around and compete? If you're planning on just training to compete, the self-defense aspect is probably not going to get you on the podium. You have to roll. Now, if you want to do both, understand how to defend yourself on the street and compete, you are going to have to cover off both bases. Sport jiu-jitsu is probably not going to necessarily keep you safe with everything that can happen to you on the street. Sport jiu-jitsu, for example, is not going to deal with a weapon attack or with striking where self-defense jiu-jitsu will. Now, for me personally, I want to build a jiu-jitsu that is useful. That's the way I look at everything I do. I want training that is useful so that I can be useful. I want to build a me that is useful for this life. That means I need to understand a whole lot of things. I don't need something delusional. I don't need something that won't be able to stick with me as I get older. A jiu-jitsu or any kind of training that won't be able to stick with you 10 or 20 or 30 years from now isn't really of much value if you want to continue training for the rest of your life. 
jujitsu is as it is, is intended as a deep, deep well. It's a full, or should be, a full and complete martial art. It isn't a sport. That's not to say that it can't have a sport aspect, but jiu-jitsu isn't a sport. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be done competitively, just that its true intent is not to simply be for competition, despite what maybe you've been led to believe. For me, I train with plenty of rolling, but all kinds of different kind of rolling. And I also train with plenty of different kinds of techniques. Some revolve around the ground, but I also study the old school jiu-jitsu that Elio Gracie wanted people to understand. You can track down a copy of his book, The Master Text, by the way. And I'd highly recommend it for you jiu-jitsu people. Um, and it's going to show you a view of jiu-jitsu that many who train today just aren't getting. And there is a resurgence of that, by the way, by a lot of people who, who uh, have a lot of years behind them. So listen to what they're saying. So there you go. Don't be a one-trick pony. Learn the self-defense to keep you safe in real life, off the mats, but also get all the benefits that rolling in the ground and the various guards and submissions are going to bring to you. And let's face it, it's just fun too. So get both covered off. And in fact, if you want my true view on it, you need more. <laughs> uh, you need a striking art, you need a weapon system, you need uh, mobility, you need flexibility, you need to go to the gym, you need to learn to breathe properly, you need to meditate. It, it, there's a lot that you need other than, you know, answering a question, which kind of jujitsu is better. Um, find a good school that gives a good balance from people who are of a good lineage, who know their stuff. I think that answers it. So there you go. And check out our Patreon page, which leads me to tying things up. <laughs> Um, like I mentioned at the beginning and just now, uh, we have a Warriors Way podcast Patreon page now. Just go on to Patreon, you can Google that, and um, put in Warriors Way podcast, and you're going to find a bunch of videos um, that are available now uh, to those that subscribe to the page. It's just a, a little fee um, service, basically. So the way I'm looking at it, it's kind of like a portable sensei. And you get me teaching you stuff um, from jiu-jitsu, from kickboxing, jeet kune do, kali, silat, um, my own Zen Buddhism training that I've done, you know, pad work, you, you name it. There's a whole bunch of videos um, that are up there now and more that I've shot and are on their way onto the site. So check it out. And it, it's... My intention is not to make it an arduous thing. You're going to get something out of it, but it is to help support this podcast. So if you're one of the constant listeners, this is uh, probably something that's right up your alley, um, especially if you love training in the martial arts. Uh, the other thing, we have Warriors Way Podcast t-shirts. Check it out. The link is on our Warriors Way Podcast Facebook page, which... If you haven't yet, click the button 
and like it or follow it or whatever you do on that thing. There's also a Eek Academy of Martial Arts Facebook page. Join that thing too because I throw lots of stuff on there. Um, if you're looking for me on Instagram, I don't have a Warriors Way podcast page on Instagram. What I do have is a joint one that I do with my martial arts school, the Eek Academy of Martial Arts here in the beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, I put on um, everything that you can imagine on this Instagram page. Stuff about my life, stuff about, you know, the martial arts, obviously, and of course, the Warriors Way podcast. Um, The other thing is if you like what I go on about in this thing, this forum, (laughs) this podcast, uh, I've written a couple books. You can pick a copy up of either of them, Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts, or A Wolf in the Woods, which I still need to do a podcast about one of these days. Um, It's about a run-in that I had with a wolf a few years back, and how it, uh, you know, if you can imagine getting to a scrap with a wolf, how that can kind of change your view on a whole lot of things, and that's what that book's about. Uh, There's more coming. I've written a few others, and they're in few different stages of of editing and they'll get out as time goes on so there you go thanks for listening get yourself on those mats train hard have fun be the best friend and do something good for this planet think about it little things they all add up and that is really what our training is about It's not about your ego. It's not about looking good. (laughs) I'm sure you look good already. But it's about giving back. It's about making your life and others' lives much better than they were before. So there you go. Thanks a lot.